0: Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck. If we don't get our shit together okay welcome back everyone my guest today is heather fuselay aka healthy heather so heather is an author speaker and board certified health coach she earned her nickname healthy heather which i love From her enthusiasm to help everyone around her connect with all the elements in their lives that help them sustain balance in health and wellness. Her main gig is working with organizations to help them create and deliver employee well being programs. Whether she's working with one client or speaking to hundreds of people on her radio broadcast and podcast, Heather Solves Everything, I love that name, she (laughs) approaches healthy living like a journey. Her book, Happy Healthy You, Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life, is available wherever books are sold, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So welcome, Heather.
1: Thank you. I am really glad to be here.
0: I didn't know about the book, Heather. So I'm like researching more about you. And I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. Before we talk about that, let's talk a little bit about when did you start running and why?
1: Oh, gosh, um, I started running. OK, well, running is a broad term. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I felt the desire to run at an early age. My dad was a runner um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to keep up with my dad and mostly I wanted to impress my dad Mm. and I still do. I'm still trying to impress my dad and Mm. he keeps telling me that he is impressed, but (laughs) I noticed that's still like a driving force for me. But um, I I remember the first time that I ever went out to run by myself. I think I was in middle school and I just felt this need to run. And I mean, I remember running down the street in my neighborhood wearing a flannel shirt. (laughs) I, I was not at all prepared um, but when I really can started considering myself a runner, um, was probably in college. And that's when I started venturing, you know, into beyond three miles and, and starting to, you know, kind of consider myself a runner and having that be part of my life.
0: So what did it give to you? Because, you know, everyone has like their why of why they continued running or why they even started i know you said that you wanted to impress your dad but even at that point when you were considering yourself as a runner and you're continuing doing it what did it give you
1: it gave me a feeling of energy i just felt pulled towards it i it felt like a like an itch that needed to be scratched you know and i just <laughs> like i i felt like just this renewing energy inside of me. But then I also was very focused on fitness and Mm -hmm. I was interested in the, um, the fitness element of running. And so I also did a lot of weight training. I still do. And, you know, it was all about kind of what can my body do? And I was very curious and I still am about, you know, how strong can I get and how fit can I get? And, um, you know, that was definitely a big motivator, Um, But also, I found a lot of peace. Um, I I accidentally became a dog walker when I was running in the neighborhood behind my dorm when I was in college. And um, an elderly resident in the neighborhood noticed that some dogs would kind of run along with me sometimes. And (laughs) he left his dog's leash hooked on the edge of the fence and asked if I was taking any more dogs. And that's when I became a dog walker. And so for a semester also, it was... um, Having exercise for for the dogs of the neighborhood too. They were depending on me. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh my god, that's so cool. Okay, so let's
0: take a even further step back and go a little deep here because I know that when we first met, we talked about you know your experiences and your focus on and health and wellness. You shared a little bit about your experience with eating disorders and how that actually impacts the running community, how that impacts being a runner. So can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Oh, definitely. You know, that's such a multi-layered conversation to um, to get into and it, it affects, eating disorders affect so many different areas of your life. The way that it impacted my running life um, was, well, I mean, it was the perfect compliment to being... <laughs> You know, an intense, I I am not a good runner, but I work hard at it. And I enjoy the challenge of of putting myself out there and, and doing something challenging. And unfortunately, that's a great match for also being obsessive about food. And so until I realized that I truly needed help with repairing my relationship with food, running and my messed up eating patterns were a great compliment to each other because they egged each other on. And I felt like I was really working very, very hard at something important Um, over time. um, Having an, I had binge eating this. I have been eating disorder. And um, over time, the two became less compatible um, because we became, we (laughs) like, like running, eating and me, were not getting along and, um, had really conflicting priorities. And so it started to be a detriment. I noticed this, especially in endurance running. Um, I didn't really notice how much of a role it played until I started getting into running longer distances and we taper mm. and, and eating well during a taper week when I'm not running as much, I noticed was a conflict. And I had, that was something that I had to kind of press pause and, regroup myself and remind myself that that running it does not justify eating, that eating and running are two things that complement each other, but also exist without each other. Mm. And it was, it took a while for me to be able to build the trust in myself that I was, I would be able to fuel myself properly and also run well. And that the two complemented each other, but that if I wasn't running a lot, I could still eat.
0: I see. Okay. So just to clarify, so we're thinking here, if I don't run, then I shouldn't be eating. Was that the thinking?
1: That was part of what my brain said, but my knowledge of, of what was reality knew that that was not necessarily that that wasn't the case. And so there was, there was a a disconnect there where there's a portion of my brain that was freaking out a little bit of what are we going to do with all these calories? We're eating all of this food and we're not burning it off and what's going to happen. And then, you know, the, the, the knowledge that I have through my, you know, just kind of studies and expertise and training as a coach knows, okay, calm down. That's not how this works. And we're going to go through and continue to fuel and eat properly and eat well in a you know in a way that is conducive to the long-term goal but it took time to where i grew up enough to to believe that about myself and learn how to do it well
0: yeah and i'm going to say that's probably what it was i mean because you know and you know this everybody most people know what they're doing most people know what is wrong what is right or what is the healthier Way of doing things and but it's the inner work that it sounds like you did to get you to a point where you're like, okay, platform of where I, you know, my studies, I know this is not the way to go. But you even said it earlier, you said at your priorities. Your priority at that moment was probably, I'm, I, I'm worth it, I'm important, you know? I wanna thrive as a runner. You can't thrive as a runner if you're not fueling and understanding the whole process. And you said it took time, and I know everybody is on different journeys when we talk about time, but for you, when you were going through that, what are some of the things that you did to do the work?
1: Well, the most important thing that I did was therapy. I mm-hmm. I am a big advocate of pulling in an expert, somebody who's not in the middle of your life, somebody who can teach you skills that you don't have and who can listen to all of the stuff and then help you organize it in a way that is going to be helpful. So I, I had a wonderful counselor that I um, met as an adult um, and worked with her for years. And and that was a huge part of getting to what I considered to be recovery, like, you know, a good place. Um, I also had to really learn. I had to get to know myself and really become a partner with myself, Mm -hmm. get on the same team as myself, you know, and. And remind myself that, you know, it's we're 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 working together. You know, I cannot have these, this, these conflicting priorities, as I said earlier. And and that was just a process of continuing to show up and um and be trustworthy. I, I like to um kind of compare that process to if you've ever met a dog that has been abused, um, I call it kicking the dog. If you ignore your body signals and ignore what your body's needs are, then it's like kicking a dog. And if you've ever met a dog that has been abused, it has lost trust with people and it may be skittish. It may be nervous. It might not trust you. You have to continually put your hand out, be calm and demonstrate that you're trustworthy and that you are not going to hurt the dog. And if you continue to do that and you're, you're consistent and, and, you know, really patient, then that dog will begin to trust you and it'll come and lick your hand and it'll snuggle with you. Well, our internal selves are like that too. If you've been kicking yourself every time that you, your body is asking for food, asking for rest, asking for, you know, whatever it needs. And you're pushing that away and saying, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Then you're kicking that, that little dog. And so you have to do the same thing with yourself. I had to continue to show up, eat properly, learn about nutrition, start to continue to do that, even though, though it was not my kind of skill set at that time, because I'd been dis- in a disordered eating space for so long. I had to continually demonstrate tr- trustworthiness with myself. That took time. But mm-hmm. now I am in a place where. I have a much better relationship with that whole part of me, and I can just kind of like shut down her BS when she starts yammering on about how everything's going to freak, everything's going to fall apart if we don't follow her rules. Heather, <laughs> that
0: makes sense. Yes, you are dropping gems here. That is such um, <laughs> oh, you know, that is such an impactful way to see it. You know, because even when you said the kicking the doll, like, I I I felt it. Like I could feel that, <laughs> yeah. and wow, that is such a great way of, of comparing that. And you know, obviously, it takes work; it takes that inner work. And you were ready; you were ready to do it, and you, and you're doing it. And I love that. And okay, so with that being said, the whole body image thing and and weight loss is still ingrained in us the minute we women step on this planet. Um, So with that and all the other things and your background as a health coach, what do you find most, what are most women struggling with when it comes to their health and fitness?
1: Oh, the constant swirling around of misinformation, confusion, um, just of how many, you know, how many different experts <laughs> there are telling us what we're supposed to be doing, and it's extremely confusing. And I spend a decent portion of my time as a health coach helping people come back to themselves and to connect with what they know about themselves and to kind of tune out all of the as great as social media is for connecting us like we are now connected and, you know, and helping us to discover so many other people who have like, you know, like similar situations, it also can be a very loud place. Mm. And so I think that just confusion and getting, de- getting detached from what we know is true of ourselves. Yeah. Once we get back to being your own best friend, being your own best teammate, what does, you know, really connecting with what your body needs, things get easier.
0: Okay. So I know we kind of talked a little bit about you being a health coach. And I I brought that up during your, your intro. What does it look like to work with someone like you as a health coach?
1: For somebody who's working with me?
0: Yeah. If someone wanted to work with you, be a client, or even I know you work with corporations, what does that look like for those participants to work with you?
1: I really enjoy working with women who are seeking balance in their lives. Um, and what that really looks like is um, you know just a deep dive into kind of their story and and starting to piece together what their priorities are and where where they've lost their way. Um, I I like to start with a blank page of paper. And by the end of our first conversation, it's completely filled with pictures and stories and ideas and keywords. And then the goal is to create a vision that we're working towards. And an important part of of that process is identifying what you want to have in your life, present in your life, but also why. And so a, a a question that I start a lot of my coaching sessions with is what's going well and what do you want more of? You know, I'm focusing on what has what is going well in life and what do we want to bring in more of knowing that, yeah, there's stuff that didn't go well, but we're not going to put a ton of energy into it because we want it to go away. <laughs> Yeah. And the you know energy goes where you know where your attention flows. And so um you know just focusing on creating that that broad vision and then taking those incremental steps towards closing the gap between where you are now and where you would like to be.
0: So this is for those who are listening. This is this is what you call a trained coach. That's a, <laughs> those questions is what trained certified people with experience that is what they're taught because that is you know there's a there's a flow to all of this and it's all about you know up level first of all understanding the person where they're at and then finding ways to help them that works for them being very individualized customized but that those questions right there anybody who goes to a co- coach and hear's those questions you're with the right person okay I'm just gonna say that sorry.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. I've been coaching for 15 years. And um, there's a lot of experience that comes along with ha- working with that many people. And I think back to my early days of coaching and cringe thinking about how I approached some of my client sessions. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know it's
0: always it's always growth, okay, Heather. Isn't it it's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's always it's an fun experience. To back and, and sometimes I want to check on them, make sure they're okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is great <laughs> that it's something I'm going to have to do um, for sure. Um, but all right. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. And I love that it's called Heather Solves Everything.
1: Everything. Everything.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome.
1: My, well, if you listen back on early, early episodes of my podcast, um, you'll you'll see that it started out in a completely different way. I was using my podcast as a way to showcase um, nonprofit organizations that were doing big things with tiny budgets. And I used my opportunity um, to to speak well (laughs) into a microphone to just show them some love and get them some promotion um, that they could use for their PR. And then, um, and it was called Heather Solves Everything because I took credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually were. Mm. And, um, that was a lot of fun, but it has evolved over time. And now it is really much more centered on life balance. And so we're still solving problems. Um, and the focus of, of the program is, um, you know, for women that are high achieving go-getters might have an eating disorder, might have a running issue, like a, a running, you know, obsession, um, might be overworked, might be overachievers, um, who are seeking balance. Mm. And so we're discovering strengths and solving problems. Yeah. I love that. I, you
0: know, I, I love Heather that it's not, we didn't even talk about you being a running coach. I mean, the, the, you're a running coach, you're a health coach, you know, you come from a lot of experience, you know helping people and I you know when I read your bio and even as I was reading it you know it's I resonate very much with it you know it's all connected all those elements are connected and then now you have this book Mm -hmm. um, that is it's happy healthy you breaking the rules for a well-balanced life so tell us a little bit about the book.
1: The book is um, a compilation of essays that I've written over the past five years or so. Um, And I decided I wanted to take them and and put them into a 52-week or 52-chapter, however you want to to think about it, Um, kind of guide through the, you could use it as the year, although the year can begin whichever day you want. Um, I like using your birthday as your personal new year, but your year year can begin whenever you want. So it's 52 essays um, that cover the gambit of of health and well-being, and each one includes um, a little focused element of kind of a deeper dive, some reflection questions, and journaling prompts for each week of the year, if you wanted to take a week to go through or a year to go through it and um it's available for pre-order and then it'll be in stores which is blowing my mind that i'm going to have a book that's actually available for people to buy and bring home um middle of may
0: oh that's awesome
1: yeah that, it's so, that is so awesome
0: you're you're probably so proud of yourself like did well first i want to say a couple more things we didn't even really talk about the running just yet you're a podcaster you're a running coach you're a health coach now you're an author heather and, and the and the book is Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life.
1: How do you balance all of that? Well, <laughs> um, it's a really good question because I'm very focused on practicing what I preach. And there are definitely times when I have to check myself before I wreck myself and com- compartmentalize some of my work. Um, it. I, I really do try hard to scale my work to what I can actually do. You know, I also have two kids, you know, that are at ages. Well, I want to engage with my kids at all ages, but they're at ages where I really want to be involved in what's going on with them. So I have limited time. And so a lot of it is staying extremely organized mm-hmm. and honoring boundaries that I've set for myself that. Once I've identified the priorities of what I need to work on for the week or the month, um, you know, just really, really honoring that and not taking on any additional work. Yeah. And that's for, for, for somebody who enjoys working as much as I do, that is really challenging, but I've committed to doing it. So I will.
0: Okay. So now let's talk about you being a running coach. <laughs> okay. What does it look like to work with you as a running coach?
1: I really like working with people who are getting started with running. Um, you know, I personally enjoy endurance running. I like to run marathons and ultra marathons, but um, I, I really like the beginning stages of running mailbox to mailbox street lamp to street lamp. You know, That's how I started. And um, I, I like to, help people identify why they want to run. You know, what's the purpose of running in your life? What are you trying to achieve so that we can design a training plan that is going to give that to them Um, so that they're having fun and they're getting what they want. I want your very first week of running to be rewarding, I uh, get that instant gratification. So once we can key in on what is this for you, like, what are you trying to get here? Um, Then making sure that, everything you're doing is getting you that like almost immediately as quickly as possible, because um, I I want it to be fun. I love running. It's a sport that I love and I want others to enjoy it as well. So anything I can do to help get people going and staying in the zone where they're having fun and it's rewarding for them. So, you know, whatever that means, if it means just getting into the habit of running consistently and, you know, going out for a run in, in the neighborhood or running your first 5k or making it to your first half marathon. Um, once I, once I understand what you want out of it, then we go get it. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. So I figure I, I can really help um, look ahead and know when you're about to crash. Cause I've crashed and I can, <laughs> I can help you avoid the crash unless you need to crash so that if you're as stubborn as me, then you have to crash on your own. And then, you know,
0: <laughs> uh, yes. I love that you said that because sometimes (laughs) they need to crash.
1: (laughs) Good one. All right. I try really hard to not say I told you so.
0: (laughs) Okay. So two more questions. What's one piece of advice you'd give to a woman starting her running journey?
1: Oh, have fun. Have fun. Find running friends. To me, running... I I've seen that um that quote if you want to run fast, go alone. If you want to run far, go with friends. Mm. And my running friends are the absolute, they are such a big part of my life. So I would say find friends and have fun.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And I would also add have compassion for yourself and your body. You do this as a partner with yourself. Mm you know, and and inst- instead of trying to force your body into some type of situation, show up and, and have fun with yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Heather, this is just one word. Okay, Heather. One word. I know, I know this is hard. She's a podcaster. Okay. So you know, this is hard. If you could sum up in one word, what running does for you, what would that be?
1: Oh my gosh. Um grounding oh,
0: see that's that's spoken like a true coach there you go <laughs> why tell explain that
1: well because i I can I can spend a lot of life up here, you know, kind of like ah oh, everything, 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 and running helps me just bring it down, you know, just like, all right, let's just bring this down a couple notches here and once I have gone for a run and I just kind of like spend that time, just kind of like pounding the pavement. Um It's a lot easier to start down, you know, at the bottom and, and stay there as long as possible. And the, by the bottom, I mean, calmness, mm. you know, I mean like just the foundation of we got this instead of, Oh my gosh, I want to do everything all the time. And so it helps to ground me.
0: Yeah, I, I can, my God, I can so resonate with that. And it's almost like it's the the chaos before you start. And then, you know, you're thinking, Oh, my God, and and you're thinking all the issues that you have, and whether or not you can go through it. And I'm like, why is this happening to me? And you fall into that? Why is this happening to me? And then you finish the run, and you're like, I got this. Like, how amazing is that feeling?
1: Mm -hmm. And I mean, as it might seem trite, but I, I do so often think about the people who can't it, you know, like who can't go out for a run and have that solve their problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like men, I'm a mental health runner. I go, I run for my own mental health. Um, But it does occur to me that there are people who, for whom that's not so easy. They can't just lace up their shoes and go for a run. And, and I feel like, you know, that kind of helps me feel more thankful mm-hmm. for the opportunity to have done it. So good, so
0: good, yes, great, yes. Because, you know, we forget that part about being, look, we're able to get up, we're able to put the shoes on, we're able to go outside or on the treadmill, we're actually able to move our legs. So that's why, you know, when you hear, and I know you you hear this, Heather, I'm not fast enough, or I can't do this, or I suck, or whatever. And you're like, my gosh, you know, the fact that you can actually Go outside, move your body. We need to start being grateful for that because that does that does something to us.
1: I ran. People think that runners are fast for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) I ran a race this morning. I ran a 10K this morning and we finished 11, 15 minute miles was our average and we were working it. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when I would have thought I wasn't a real runner. I've run eleven marathons. I'm a real runner. And even if you're running around the block, if you're if your body is moving faster than a walk, guess what? You're a runner. Gems, gems. <laughs> Heather's dropping you don't gems. You have to be going fast.
0: <laughs> you just have to be going. Absolutely, Heather. Ah, so good, so good. Okay. So, where can we find you? I mean, you got all these things going on and we're going to put all of this on the show notes, but where can we find you if someone wants to contact with connect with you?
1: Well, I'm on Instagram, heather solves everything. Um also my website is heather solves everything.com. Um and then of course the podcast is on all the podcast apps, heather solves everything. If you just Google heather solves everything, I'll come up. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Okay. And like I said, we'll put all of that on the show notes so that you can connect with Heather. Heather, first of all, uh, thank you for doing the work. Not only, you know, you being a woman, being authentic and genuine, genuine sharing that you're doing your own work, but even having other people and teaching them how to do the work. I really appreciate you doing that for women Amazing and you're badass as she just finished a race and here she is talking to me, badass. And, and you have all these other things going for you that you're doing. I, I just want to again, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking about my story and giving me the opportunity to share it. Uh, You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, a little bit vulnerable sharing such personal things about my life, but I know how it feels to be in that dark spot. And if I can help somebody else, you know, get out of it, I want to do that. So thank you for having me. Um, and I look forward to having you on Heather solves everything.
0: I know everyone. Wait till that happens. We're yeah. gonna, we're collaborating here. I'll be on Heather's show. Hopefully, mm-hmm. dropping gems as well. Um, no doubt. But <laughs> but yes, Heather. Absolutely. You know your story is definitely going to resonate with a lot of women. Um, especially with body image and, you know, this, we're still not done. We still got work to do. We're still doing the work. So yes, I I really appreciate you. And like I said, you want to reach out to Heather, you can connect with her and all the links that we're going to provide. And of course, you know, I'm going to definitely share when I'm on Heather's show Mm -hmm. and you can listen to that as well. So thanks again, Heather.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: All right, and until next time, everyone, bye.